the Fantasy Football Insider on WPXI Now. Brought to you by Cal U. Happy Wednesday evening. It's the night before Thanksgiving, and here we are, comfortable in our spaces here. And with the magic of Zoom, it's the Fantasy Football Insider brought to you by Cal U. I'm Albie Oxenrider, and our buddy from uh, DKPittsburghSports.com, Chris Carter, on the other end. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing great, Albie. I can't wait to eat some turkey tomorrow. Yeah, I was going to say, are you preparing with a fast? How does this work? <laughs> oh, yeah. I always – I take it light on Wednesdays, and then, like, Thursday morning, eat, like, a very light breakfast, like, you know, some, some oatmeal, just something nice. Don't put a whole lot of uh, sugar or butter or salt, however you do your oatmeal. That's a whole other debate. Don't put nothing in it. Just eat it so it's down in your stomach so you have something in there. And then when it comes like 4 or 5 o'clock, you just go in. Well, it's going to have to be even earlier because all the excitement at Channel 11 this Thanksgiving <laughs> with the Steelers and Ravens on Thanksgiving night, uh, we'll just push it up. Or maybe in the morning we'll have a big Thanksgiving meal. All right, let's talk about uh, who's hot and who's not in NFL fantasy. And let's start with the list of who's hot and – Deshaun Watson is at the top of your list. Yeah, he went ballistic this, this past weekend, Albie. 28 of 37, 344 yards and two touchdowns. Good to see Deshaun Watson doing his thing. You just have to hope that whatever happens with that Texan franchise moving forward, whoever they find at head coach, is going to do a better job managing that offense and giving him weapons than what Bill O'Brien did in sending away DeAndre Hopkins. Our other quarterback, though, a rookie, Showing up again, Justin Herbert continues to put up really good numbers, 37 of 49 for 366 yards and three touchdowns, no interceptions. He's really putting himself into a rookie of the year position, especially with the unfortunate injury to Joe Burrow. I think, Albie, he's going to be the clear-cut runaway winner for offensive rookie of the year. Uh, but Watson and Herbert, my two quarterbacks that went off last week. All right, move on to running back. Who's hot? Clyde Edwards-Hilaire put up some really good numbers against the Raiders. Uh, not a whole lot of uh, yards, but 14 of 69 for two touchdowns. You like to see that from the young guy. That, that shows that the, that the Chiefs are still believing in him. And that's what Le'Veon Bell, he, he even got a touchdown in this last game. Um, really thought that was positive to see from Edwards-Hilaire, especially what the Chiefs have been doing on offense. Um, the other guy, staying in the AFC West, Melvin Gordon for the Broncos. They pulled off a big upset over the Dolphins over the weekend, and he was a huge part of it, taking 15 carries for 83 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, did have a fumble, but Melvin Gordon, a good sign from him that he can still get it done when called upon. Wide receiver. Adam Thielen showed up big. For the, for, the, for, the, for the Minnesota Vikings, though. I told you that, that he might show up big because they were going up against the Cowboys, one of the worst pass defenses in the league. But still, 11 targets, eight catches, 123 yards, and count them, two touchdowns for Adam Thielen. Heck of a night for him. Another guy that went off, Demir Bird. And this guy, I'm telling you already, just put him on your waiver wire watch just for now. You're not sure how it's going to work, but the Patriots, they went to him. And he they went to him seven times. He caught it six times for 132 yards and a touchdown. That's one of those ones that's just like a shot in the dark and you just happen to hit it. Uh, good job for Demir Bird, and let's see if Cam Newton keeps going to him moving forward with the Patriots. And finally on the hot list, the position of tight end. Well, Darren Waller should be no surprise. He's been a top tight end for a while. Of course, Travis Kelsey went busy for the Chiefs, but we know that he did. But Darren, Wall, uh, Darren Waller, 7-7, 88 yards, and a touchdown. 
really good stuff from the Raiders and, and really came up big when they needed him to against the Chiefs. They just couldn't stop Patrick Mahomes in the end there. The other guy is a person I've been telling y'all to watch for, Dallas Goddard for the Eagles. He's back in action. They don't like Zach Ertz. They love them some Dallas. He came in catching, catching five of, of his six targets for 77 yards and a touchdown. Carson Wentz may not be doing well, but he still loves to throw to his tight ends. So start Dallas Goddard moving forward. I think he's going to be a good pickup for anyone there. All right. Now the list of who's not so hot. And it's not a surprise that uh, the Steelers feasted on a guy who's at the top of that list. Yeah, there was a lot of Luton hype after the first week when he played with the Jaguars. He ran for a touchdown. He did okay. And people were like, oh, maybe we can give him a shot. Nope, not no more. He went 16 of 37 for 151 yards, zero touchdowns, and count him four interceptions. Albie, in fantasy football, he had negative points. That's bad. Stay away from me. Um, another guy that had a down week, though, I think he'll rebound. Two attack of Iloa, of course, the, the freshman from Alabama, or not freshman, the, the rookie from Alabama. Um, two attack of Iloa, 11 of 20, 83 yards only through the air and a touchdown, no interceptions. But, um, you know, they, re they replaced him with Ryan Fitzpatrick in the middle of the game. But Brian Flores did say that they're going to be coming back to him. So don't go away too far from two attack of Iloa. All right, let's go right down the list here with time as our biggest problem running back. Yeah, running backs, uh, I'm going to go with all of Monday Night Football's game. Ronald Jones, the starting running back for the Buccaneers, 10 carries, 24 yards, zero touchdowns. That's abysmal. But what's even more abysmal, Albie, is that if you combine the entire Rams backfield, that's Malcolm Brown, Cam Akers, and Daryl Henderson, that's 16 carries for 40 yards and no touchdowns. That's horrible. That means, that means these guys barely averaged over two yards a carry as a group. It was pathetic. It was horrible. Stay away from the Rams running backs whenever they play the Buccaneers. That was just a nightmare. All right. You know, I noticed when time is a problem, you seem to get even more worked up in your explanation. Ah. They're not hot. Uh, wide receiver. Marquez Valdez scanning. Tough for him, man. He three catches, 55 yards, but that fumble at the end was huge. Um, T. Higgins for the, for the Bengals. It's going to be tough to pick any Bengals wide receiver with no Joe Burrow. That means three. he had three catches for 20 yards and no touchdowns. That's a nightmare. Tight ends. <laughs> Austin Hooper for the Browns, only three for 33, and Jared Cook for the Saints. If uh, if it's gonna be if it's gonna be um, gonna be no, no Drew Brees moving forward and Taysom Hill at quarterback, Jared Cook only one catch for six yards. That's bad. Well, that's the list. You know, I'm I'm interested to see as we look a couple moments from now, we're gonna look at the uh, how the Steelers are doing in fantasy, and there's a bunch of guys that uh, could have been popped right in any of those spots on your hot list, but we'll talk about them in a little bit. And coming up, we're gonna talk some turkey. We're going to talk the waiver wire as we continue with the Thanksgiving week edition of the Fantasy Football Insider brought to you by Cal U. I'm Albie Oxenrider with Chris Carter and we're back on WPXI Now right after this. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Insider brought to you by Cal U. This is WPXI Now. I'm Albie Oxenrider with Chris Carter from DKPittsburghSports.com, our fantasy expert. And as we look down that waiver wire, Chris will tell you who you need to grab to bolster your roster, to provide a backup, or maybe somebody to pop in your lineup if you need it. Who's at the top of your waiver wire must-haves right now, Chris? Uh, I got to go with Daniel Jones specifically for this week. He's about to play a Bengals defense that's that's got holes in it everywhere and on the other side of it with no with no Joe Burrow that means that the Bengals offense is going to probably 
probably going to put the. They're probably going to turn the ball over a lot more. I can foresee the Giants having some very good field position situations, and that meaning Daniel Jones is going to get some chance to put up some points. I've said stay away from Daniel Jones for a while, but this week. This might be the week to start to play him. Also, don't forget, the Giants are still in a playoff race, Albie. The, the whole NFC East, they're at two or three wins. They, they, someone could legit get to the playoffs with four or five wins right now. It's ridiculous. But Daniel Jones may be worth a start of fantasy this, or, this week if you need help. And if you're keeping score at home, three, six, and one leads the way with three, three and seven teams following. So keep your eye on that division. Not exactly fun division for anybody who uh, is cheering for their teams there. But, hey, one of those teams could win that division, to your point. And Daniel Jones is at the top of your list. All right, let's continue with uh, uh, the, the waiver wire and who you think you should grab. So uh, this one's just more of a just a, if you're in one of those two QB leagues with, like, a lot of different teams. Um, Ryan Finley is going to be the Bengals quarterback moving forward. He's not going to put up points. But if you need a quarterback, just fill out your bench. That's the guy you go with. Running back, though, we got some interesting updates here, Albie. James White for the Patriots. You guys remember him in the Tom Brady days. He hasn't been hot this year, but Rex Burkhead is feared to have a torn ACL. That's unfortunate for him, but if you need a running back, James White might become the receiving back for Cam Newton. We all know that Bill Belichick loves for his offense to dink and dunk. Bring up James White on the waiver wire. He might be big this week. And we're going with an old reliable, our old faithful, the inconvenient truth. Frank Gore, he's back. Wow. Yeah, because he's with the Jets, Albie. He's still chugging along. Uh, They wanted to put in LaMichael Perrine, uh, but he's had an injury. So they're thinking that he's going to – that Frank Gore is going to play a little bit more over the next few weeks. So call up that old Frank Gore. It's like you might need to be able to start him in fantasy again very soon. I think anybody who's surviving with the Jets at this point should be awarded bonus points. What do you think? If you have a Jet on your roster and you have – a, a winning record like you started a jet you deserve a medal of some sort sam Darnold hasn't gotten you nothing their receivers haven't done anything their running backs haven't done their defense is horrid it is a nightmare with the jets right now i don't know how adam gates still has a job all right let's continue with wide receivers or are we up to running back no no we, we're, we're heading to wide receivers wide receivers thank you we got I russell got all, confused you just thought yeah all right you're fine man Albie's just looking forward to the turkey, man. That's, that's just, he's looking, looking ahead of the schedule. But um, I'm going on Russell Gage for the Falcons. Normally, you wouldn't have Russell Gage here. But this is Julio Jones being hurt. He has a hamstring injury. So, Albie, I'm going with Russell Gage here simply because it's going to be him and Calvin Ridley. The Falcons are going to be, are, are going to be uh, you know, short, short-handed at that wide receiver position. That might mean Matt Ryan needs to air it out a little bit more. So, I'm going there with it. And uh, the other guy is the guy they're going up against this year, uh, this week. It's Nelson Aguilar. Yes, I've said this a couple weeks now, but get on the Nelson Aguilar train. If you're desperate at wide receiver, this guy is a boomer bust type of player. And I'll bring him up again in my in our final segment here. But Nelson Aguilar, I know if, you, if you remember him from his Eagles dates, he's improved since then. And the Raiders are willing to give him some deep shot opportunities. He could be good for your good like 10 or 12 points a game with uh, with some of the bombs that they throw his way. And finally, tight end, as you look to who you might grab on the waiver wire. So it's a little tricky here because you don't know how the Seahawks work. But you do consider picking up Will Disley. Will Disley has been, you know, up and down sometimes a productive tight end for, for the Seahawks. But they, when they brought in Greg Olson this year, 
Olsen was supposed to take over the top tight end position. It was so-so. Um, but he had become, you know, the middle-of-the-field guy for Russell Wilson. Well, Olsen's down now. So now Will Disley has to, has to come in here, and he has to perform a little bit more. This is still an offense that's mainly going to go through Russell Wilson throwing to DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. But you could see some more checkdowns to Will Disley. So he's a tight end I would absolutely consider moving forward. Another guy is a tight end, again, for the Patriots. Saw him get a little bit more love in this last game from Cam Newton. Three catches – or three targets, two catches, 59 yards. Ryan Izzo, not put – not the kick, kick the – tires on him see what see what he's got left on his tread again the tight end position is just a, is a place where you gotta be very you gotta be very careful um or you gotta just you know kind of look around for what's available it can be really tough there but disley and Izzo, those are my two waiver wire guys for this week well waiver wire is so important as we found out last week with a couple more big injuries it always happens when you least expect it you better have somebody to insert into your lineup and make sure that you don't uh, go into a downward spiral chris is here to help so Heed his advice, please, as we continue here on the Fantasy Football Insider brought to you by Cal U. And up next, we're going to look at the Steelers' performers in fantasy. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Insider. I'm Albie Oxenrider, and we're looking at the, uh, the Steelers and how they're performing in fantasy. And one guy who's uh, it's been very interesting to watch uh, throughout this season because, he, you know, Ben Roethlisberger is not always, uh, to your point at the very beginning of this season, not always a top performer fantasy-wise. But talk about Ben and especially what you see coming up with Ben against Baltimore this week. I still see Ben Roethlisberger feeling the, the, the rhythm of the offense. This was a road game. And I think that actually this performance on the road was encouraging for Ben Roethlisberger. Why? Because Jacksonville has been a house of horrors for him statistically. When he's gone on the road, he's really struggled against them, even when the Steelers have won. It's funny, the Steelers have never lost under Mike Tomlin in Jacksonville. That's a crazy thing to think about. But Ben Roethlisberger has often still struggled throwing several interceptions. He threw one in this game, but he threw two touchdowns, was, was still efficient with the offense. That's a sign to me that that was a test for himself. Say, if I can do it there, I can do it anywhere. And now, Ben Roethlisberger's coming back home. We know he doesn't need a whole lot of practice to get ready because we saw that just two weeks ago against the Bengals where he didn't practice at all. And now he's back home against the Ravens defense that's reeling. Their defensive line's hurt. They're, they're in the middle of a losing streak. They get to play at Heinz Field. It's a primetime game. Ben Roethlisberger, I think, is about to go off on the Ravens. I am circling everything I can to start him. Unless you got Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, or Patrick Mahomes, I'd be starting Ben Roethlisberger as my QB1 this week. I just think he's ready to tear the Ravens apart. Wow. Okay. Do you think James Conner is uh, regaining his form that we saw in the, early in the season? Well, that's the thing. I was saying it the whole time. I don't think James Conner ever lost his form. I think the problem's been the offensive line. But I think the Steelers are starting to figure out better ways to use him. He had 13 carries, 89 yards. That's 6.8 yards per carry. That's a very good sign that they still believe in him. So James Conner, um, you know, might have bounced back from being an RB2 necessarily more of a flex option. But he's someone I wouldn't just jump away from right now. The Ravens' run defense got real tired in that game against the Titans last week, and now they're on a short week. The, the Steelers might be willing to use James Conner to continue to exploit how tired they were coming out off of that game. And uh, Albie, I think also the thing is, is that, you know, people, you know, we talk about James Conner, Benny Snell, Randy Feetner in his morning conversations uh, you know, with, with his press availability this week said that he wants to see more of Benny, of Benny Snell. And if the offensive coordinator says he wants to see more of him, he 
you're going to see more of them. So you might see Benny Snell still get more of those red zone touches. He got a red zone touchdown last week. Um, I, I think that this might mean the goal line Benny Snell is back. So yeah, that in your defense. That, those short yardage touchdowns, you've caught, talked about that a couple times uh, this year, that he's always uh, worth it in that regard in terms of contributing to your roster. Absolutely. Because this is – Thing, especially when you're in those deep leagues like I'm, i've been in leagues albie where it's like 16 teams and you are just starting people you've never even heard of because because of how deep that league is but benny snell is one of those players where if you're in such a league as a flex option he gets you seven points with a touchdown and maybe 10 yards you're happy you're like hey that's 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 a that's a good spot right there so that's where benny snell's value definitely comes in how about Juju? The thing is with Juju's knee, man, you got to see how it's going to play out. They said he was limited in practice on, on Tuesday. We'll see how he plays out the rest of this week. But um, I keep an eye on him. You know, Thursday night when you're going into that game, just keep an eye. Fantasy owners, watch the Steelers injury report or the inactives list. If he's active, do start him. I think that they're going to they're gonna use him in this game quite a bit. He knows how to play against the Ravens. Even when he doesn't get super stats, I think they're going to work the ball back to him eventually. One guy that could have been on your hot list is Deontay Johnson, and uh, you're liking him very much as the Steelers prepare for the uh, Ravens Thursday night. Absolutely. Deontay Johnson found his rhythm with Ben Roethlisberger, and that juggling catch he made at the goal line, that's going to be a sign that Ben trusts him a little bit more moving forward. That guy's cash money. It, you know, I've been, wait, I've been saying, you know, hold on to Deontay Johnson. Don't let him go, even when he was hurt and had some rough weeks. But now he's starting to feel it, and now, again – his style of being a receiver is the kind of style that just terrorizes the Ravens over the years. The Antonio Browns, the San Antonio Holmes, the, the shifty receiver. I think he's going to have a big week this week, and that's where that he's going to be where Ben throws a lot of his passes. I think we need to get back and check the draft uh, notes. Are you sure Chase Claypool wasn't a first-round pick? <laughs> you think he or the first the first overall pick, perhaps? You think he should have been in that top ten consideration? I mean, the guy's got ten touchdowns in 10 games as a rookie wide receiver that hasn't happened in the Super Bowl era of the NFL. That speaks volumes to what he does for this. And because of that, he's an automatic starter every week in fantasy. He's going to get you a touchdown or he's going to get you like 80 yards. Either way, flex option, wide receiver two, you're willing to gamble on that. Start Chase Claypool every week. Fantasy-wise, he's the one that makes you the happiest week in and week out for the Steelers. James Washington. James Washington, he's averaging a catch a game. Stay away from him, even in the deep leagues. You just don't know when that's going to come through for you. And you talk about the Steelers receivers and targets for Ben, and you can never end the conversation without mentioning the contributions of Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron has been a good red zone target, and even last week when he didn't catch his touchdown on the red zone, he's a good deep target for Ben Roethlisberger, keep an eye on Eric Ebron. I'd still start him right now. He got four touchdowns on the season. I can see Ben going to him even more, especially against the Ravens, who they don't have the safeties and linebackers to really keep up with athletic tight ends. And finally, Vance McDonald. What do you, what do you, what's going on with Vance? Vance is back off of COVID list, but do not think that means you need to start him in fantasy right now. He's still the tight end, the second tight end of this game. He's going to be more used as a blocker. Stay away. All right, and that does it for uh, the Steelers and uh, what they're doing in fantasy. When we come back, Chris is going to tell you who to start and who to sit. This is the Fantasy Football Insider brought to you by Cal U. This is our Thanksgiving week edition. Maybe we should have done something special just to kind of get everybody prepared for the holiday tomorrow. I know you're prepared. You look hungry. You look like you're waiting for the feast. I, I always am, Albie. Anyone knows me, I love to eat. The feast? 
and football. That's all you need on this holiday. Back after this on WPXI Now. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Insider brought to you by Cal U. I'm Albie Oxenrider with Chris Carter. And Chris, I was watching Derek Carr last week, and I thought about everything you've told me about Derek Carr, and I was watching him closely. You know, I'm not as experienced in the fantasy game as you are, but I do know that he's a guy right now who uh, everybody has to have in their roster. What do you think? Derek Carr right now is on fire. The way he played against the Chiefs was inspirational. Um, so I'm starting him in most leagues, but especially this week. Very rare that you get a team in the AFC going up against the Falcons. The Falcons are right now the ranked last team at stopping quarterbacks in fantasy football. I am rushing to start Derek Carr this week. He's played well this year. He deserves it. And if you're a fantasy owner, you probably said that you didn't start him last week against the Chiefs unless you did start him and you're very happy about it. But you should be even more happy because the Falcons, they're about to give up a lot of points to these Raiders. So do start him. And Albie, I brought this guy up earlier in the show. But to attack of Iloa, I said, you know, he got benched. I said, you know, he had a rough week. But guess what? They're on the road against the Jets who are abysmal at almost everything they do. They rank 29th at stopping quarterbacks in fantasy football. If you're desperate for a quarterback this weekend, give Tua Tagovailoa a try. All right. Who do you start at running back? Here's a sneaky play here. Duke Johnson, an old guy that people remember from the Browns days, but he's the starting running back for the Texans right now, and they're on the road against the Lions, who are ranked dead last against running backs. I would kick the tires on Duke Johnson, maybe at a flex option right there. Um, you know, not an RB1 for you know per se, but a guy that I would certainly keep an eye on moving forward. And here's a dual situation that I'd have for the Chicago Bears. I would start David Montgomery or Cordero Patterson for the Green Bay Packers. Cordero Patterson um, has been the backup running back. He's more of a wide receiver traditionally, but the Packers are ranked next to last at stopping running backs. If Montgomery, who's questionable right now, can't go, Patterson's going to be leaned on for carries. Either way, I think either one could get the points. Just keep an eye on that injury report as the week continues. All right. Wide receiver, who do you start? One guy that should be starting in your league most weeks, but especially this week, is Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin on the road against the Cowboys, who are next to last. They rank 31st against wide receivers. Yes, I know Alex Smith is the quarterback, but guys, Terry McLaurin is a beast at the wide receiver position. He's extremely fun to watch, does a lot of things right. I think he's going to exploit the Cowboys for some big points this week. And a guy that I brought up early in the show, Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, we talked about, yes, he's boomer bust, but this is the boom week, Albie. He's, <laughs> he's, got, he's 30th. They're 30th against wide receivers, dead last against quarterbacks. I can see lots of bombs going to Nelson Aguilar. You just get excited when you talk about him. I get, there's no question. Tight end. Tight end. Also with the Raiders, Darren Waller. you got to start him against the Falcons. 30, they're, they're dead last against tight ends. They're one of the worst defenses in, in football. Start, start everybody you can against them. Another guy in the AFC West here. Going with Hunter Henry, tight end for the Chargers, going up against the Bills. Surprisingly, the Bills are ranked 30th against tight ends. Keeping an eye on that moving forward uh, with, you know, with how this week's going to play out. All right, Hunter Henry, another one with two first names. Uh, you love the Steelers' defense against Baltimore. I mean, the last time they played Lamar Jackson, they forced – Four turnovers. The time before that, they first three turnovers. They're playing. They're playing extremely well. The Ravens' offense is struggling. It all adds up for me. Start the Steelers in fantasy this week. I wouldn't even hesitate to do so moving forward. Also, 
do give the Dolphins a look. They're on the road against the Jets, who, again, they're abysmal at everything they do. The Dolphins have those cornerbacks in Xavier Howard and uh, Byron Jones. They're athletic. They're going to get after the football. Got to like what they do there. Those are my two defenses to start this week. All right. Who do you sit? And since I get a sneak peek at the list before we uh, talk about it, uh, the guy at the top of your list, very intriguing that he's a guy that you're recommending everybody sits. Yeah, it's Lamar Jackson. Alvy, I would never say it. this is a cardinal sin of all, you know, fantasy football. You don't bench your QB1, but Lamar's in a slump and he's going up against a Steelers team that knows how to beat him. He's on a short week. He's on the road. The Ravens are ravaged with COVID. They're missing their top two running backs. This is going to be the Steelers just eyeing him up and just saying, let's go get him. I really think that the Lamar Jackson is going to have a rough week fantasy-wise. Even if the Ravens find a way to sneak this game out, it's, I don't think it's going to be Lamar Jackson saving the day for them. Um, I, I think if you have a decent quarterback, too, uh, you know, on your roster, play them over Lamar this week. It's going to be rough on that short week against the best defense in football. Um, yeah, but- and, and Ryan Tannehill as well. You say sit him. Sit them against the Colts. The Colts are third against quarterbacks. They're one of the best defenses in football. Um, this is a rivalry game. I see this being physical and needing to be a game where Derrick Henry steps up for the Colts instead. All right, keep going because we got about 45 seconds left, and I know you can do All it. right, here we go. I'm on, I'm on the speed pad. Melvin Gordon against the Saints. Melvin Gordon was hot this week. Who cares? The Saints are number one against running backs. Get him out of here. Gus Edwards against the Steelers. Yes, he's the only running back the Ravens have available. Who cares? It's the Steelers. Get him out of there. C.D. Lamb, against, he's with the Cowboys. They're up against Washington. They're number two against wide receivers. Uh, Andy Dalton, I don't, like, I don't like you that much. Get out of here, C.D. Lamb. Justin Jefferson, normally a starter. Carolina, six against wide receivers. Bye-bye. Tyler Higby for the for, uh, for a tight end for the Rams, not against the Niners. They're number one against tight ends. Mark Andrews for the Ravens, sit them against the Steelers. Defenses I stay away from. Buccaneers let the Chiefs and Bills against the Chargers. Boom. Wow. And you did all that with 15 seconds to spare. I know you're ready for some turkey. Don't even, don't even put a turkey in front of him. You need to breathe now because you need to eat the turkey. Thanks, Chris. Happy Thanksgiving to you. I'm Albie Oxenrider for Chris Carter. We'll see you next week for the Fantasy Football Insider brought to you by Cal U. Thanks for being with us.